0: For the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me for that. He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus praise God this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners and Paul said, of whom I am chief, howbeit for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might shew forth all long-suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. And I would like to speak just for a little while this morning from this thought, And I'm going to borrow my text this morning from a song we know so well. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Praise God. Can we pray together again this day? Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the presence of God, for the anointing God, for the holy unction. My God, your word is already anointed, God, and I'm praying today that you would do a work in this house. Touch every mind and every heart, God. Let us have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying today. And Lord, let every heart be good ground, God, that the seed of your word can fall thereon and bring forth much fruit. Hallelujah. Let your word, God, be as a flaming arrow, God finding his mark upon every heart. And, Lord, that soul, God, that's nearest to hell, I pray you would reach them today and talk to their hearts and minds, God, and bring them to a place of decision, God, that they would make their calling and election sure, that they would come down to an old-fashioned altar and begin to call upon that name that's above every other name, that wonderful name of Jesus. It is a strong and mighty tower the righteous can run into and be saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. In our text today, we find where the Apostle Paul has made reference toward three different elements that I feel are uh, necessary today for the understanding of our thought, our theme, and our message. We find in verses 8 and 9 that the Apostle Paul is speaking of the law of God. The law. Amen. Amen. And then we find where he is talking about in verse 13, the mercy of God. And then, of course, in the 14th verse, we find where the apostle refers to the grace of our Lord, which was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. John 1 and 17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Amen. It was the law that began to make us to understand, praise God, God's demeanor and God's attitude towards sin. It began to reveal to us what God thought about, amen, the good things, what God thought about the bad things. It was the law of God, amen, that gave us a simple understanding of what God felt was right and what God felt was wrong. In Romans 3 and 20, the Bible says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Romans 5 and 20 says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Romans 7 and 7 says, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law, for I had not known lust except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. It was the law of God that revealed to me what God thought about my actions. I had not known it was wrong to steal unless the law had instructed me and told me that the Bible says thou shalt not steal. I had not known it was wrong to do other things except God's law had revealed to me what God thought. The law appeared that sin might appear exceedingly sinful. Now the law is not bad, praise God, but the weakness of the law is that the law revealed itself in the weakness of our flesh in that we were not able to fulfill the demands of the law. The law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul but the problem was in my inherent nature in my first birth according to the nature of Adam I was not able to fulfill God's demands of righteousness upon my life I was not able to live the way that God wanted me to live because there was a nature inside of me that rebelled against God it's the carnal mind and the carnal mind is enmity against God it cannot please God it cannot serve God because under the law I am carnal and sold under sin. And to the bondage thereof. Of course we know that God instituted. The ceremony. Of the sacrifices of the animals which came. And how God used those. By way of the high priest to roll the sins back another year. The sacrifice of animals never did completely remit. Sin. Sin away from the record of mankind but what God did in his goodness is God rolled back that sin looking toward the day where there would be a mountain called Calvary where the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world would go to Golgotha's hillside and offer himself upon the altar of the cross Jesus Christ did not come to destroy the law but he came to fulfill the law by the spotless sacrifice of the blood of the Lamb he came to supersede the law and give us a new and better way to give us a living way the Bible says all those under Moses law died without mercy praise God but today because of Calvary because of the love and the mercy and the grace of God there is life and peace and hope offered to all mankind Praise God, praise God, praise God. The Bible says the law was a schoolmaster pointing us to the one who would bring us life and hope. The law was a shadow of the greater substance that was going to come to mankind. It pointed the way. It revealed to us our exceedingly sinful nature. Praise God. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I know today in this house that there is grace and there is mercy that can cover every sin. In this house today, there is life in Christ Jesus. He can breathe that life into you. But what we've got to do today is be willing to realize that, yes, yes, I'm guilty. And, yes, I need God. And I've got to do what I've got to do to make it right and fix things with God. If anybody understood the law, it was the Apostle Paul. Circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Benjamin. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. And Brother Majors, the Bible says it's touching the law. He was blameless. He was schooled in the very best university of that time, the school of Gamaliel. He understood all the ins and outs and all the intricacies of the law of God. And here we find this this same Paul who at that time was Saul of Tarsus. And during his time, there was a man named Jesus Christ that walked upon the face of the earth. Who was the fulfillment of all the prophets that Paul studied. He was the one, the coming Messiah that Isaiah talked about and Zechariah talked about. That was going to come and redeem and save a lost and dying mankind. Let me tell you, child of God, let me tell you tell you visitor today there's a loving God who cared about mankind and he loved humanity and he came down from heaven and robed himself in flesh to redeem a lost and fallen mankind that he loved that he loved he was not willing that any should perish but that all should come to a place of repentance before God
1: hallelujah praise God
0: But there were these followers of Jesus who were in that time. They were called Christians. They were the original one God. Tongue talking. Holy Roller Pentecostals. Praise God. I don't know about you today, but I'm thanking God for my heritage. Amen. I know in whom I have believed praise God I'm so glad I'm in a church that does things according to the former pattern I still believe in old fashioned repentance I still believe you've got to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ you've got to rise to walk in the newness of life by the infilling of the presence of God it's the same message and it still works today for whosoever will that will come and say God here I am take me as I am Saul of Tarsus felt as if he was doing a good work. He had letters on his way to Damascus. The Bible says he was breathing out threatenings and slaughters against the church of the living God. Against those who believe like precious faith that we hold so dear and embrace today. This same Saul was public enemy number one to the church of the living God. He hailed them into prisons caused some even to deny the faith he was a blasphemer a persecutor and injurious we find where stephen who was a young man that god had touched and god had anointed was preaching a mighty message and it so convicted them and so ripped at their hearts that they became so angry that they began to stone this one named stephen And they laid their coats at the feet of one who was Saul. And Saul saw this and understood that this was a threat to the establishment. This was a threat to all that he had ever known. And he was going to do everything that he could that was within his power to stamp out this sect of the ones that were called Christians. On his way to Damascus with the intent to kill We find where the Lord himself wanted to have a little talk with this one named Saul of Tarsus. Let me tell somebody today, I don't care what you do or where you go or how far you run or to what extent you go to try to block God out of your mind. God has a way of getting our attention. God knows exactly where we are. And if God has designs upon your life, you can't run far enough and you can't run fast enough to where God can't find you and God can't reach you. Let me tell you, there are times in life where God will place roadblocks in front of us to keep us out of hell. Amen. That we will come to a place of understanding and repentance and make things right with God. It's the goodness of God and the mercy of God. That God would put somebody in our way to tell us, hey, what are you doing? Where are you going? Think about life and the choices that you're making. He was on his way. And all of a sudden, a light shined down from heaven. Knocked Saul off his horse. The voice of God began to speak. And Saul said, who art thou, Lord? And a voice came booming back. I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Hallelujah. I want you to know Saul, he got a direct revelation of the power of God and the plan of God. Amen. God was reaching for him because God knew in his heart that this man could be the one that could affect thousands and millions. In the writings of Paul, we read from today from the word of God. Praise God. I would imagine if Amazing Grace, the song, had been written in Paul's day. I really believe it would have been his favorite song. In verse 12, he said, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me for that. He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Who was before a blasphemer and the persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Let me tell you something today. For those who sin in ignorance, hey amen, it's bad enough. But for those who sin, in light of understanding, in light of knowledge, they're going to pay a greater penalty. Praise God. Some of us, we know too much to be lost. We've seen too much to be lost. We understand the plan of God and the word of God. And what we've got to do today is come back. To come back to the ark of safety. To come back to where Jesus is. And make it right. To make our calling and our election sure. And make sure that with God, we're in right standing. Amen. The Bible says that some men's sins go on before and other men's sins, they follow behind. Amen. The, the difference is the cross. It's the cross. If we go to Calvary and kneel there, our sins go before. But if we stay on the backside of Calvary, right. Right. all that awaits us is fiery judgment coming down from God. Praise God. Praise God. I want to send my sins on before. I want to stay under the covering of the blood. I want to stay under the protection of the blood of Calvary. It's that blood, praise God, that reaches to the highest mountain. It flows down to the lowest valley. It's that same blood that gives me strength from day to day. And it shall never, never lose its power. Praise God. In verse 14, and the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Those are two terms we oftentimes use synonymously. The grace of God and the mercy of God. But they mean two entirely different things. Yeah. The grace of God is receiving from God that which I did not deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Unmerited favor. A gift of love from God that I was not deserving of. And then in turn, the mercy of God is not getting from God what I do deserve. That's right. That's right. Come on. There on that wind-swept hill, when even a son refused to look upon that sight of the God of all glory on the cross of calvary i want to tell you the apostle paul he was a very well educated man a college-educated man. But he said when he came to preach that I determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. What we've got to do is stay, amen, in the shadow of the cross and view the cross daily and understand the sacrifice and the blood that was shed and the price that was paid and understanding that I was the one who was guilty and not him. I was the transgressor. It should have been me on that cross of Calvary. I was guilty. I was the lawbreaker. I was the one who had transgressed and sinned against God. I was the one who had a fallen nature, not him. He did no guile. He went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed. Amen. He was God manifest in the flesh. And after the flesh, he was blameless and spotless, the Lamb of God. But amazingly, he who was rich became poor, that I who was poor might become rich. Before the cross. All they had to look for. Was the demands of the law. Which was death. But because of Calvary. Now we can look for life. And that more abundantly. By grace. Are ye saved. Through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Brother McManus was talking to me the other day. Talking about a message he was thinking about. Hope I don't get on it before he gets a chance to preach it real good. But he was saying if there was any flaw in grace. If any flaw in grace at all. Which I don't believe that there is. But there have been those who have heard the message one time. They were given one chance. One chance to respond. To find them walk out of a service. Into a godless eternity. We're lost and without God. Without no hope. But yet others. Others will come and hear time and time and time again. And God will reach. And God will plead. And God will send man of God. And minister after minister. To try to reach for you. And try to bring you back. To where you should be. And yet we sit and make no move. And have no response. To the overtures of God. If God has given anybody a second chance, it's strictly by the amazing grace of God. But here we stand. Here we are today in the house of the holy. Here we are with the greatest opportunity given to mankind. Praise God. The Bible says, Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven and unto whom the Lord imputeth not his unrighteousness. We've got a privilege today of coming to the cross of Calvary and laying it all down there and finding that grace and that mercy and that forgiveness from God. In John chapter 8, we find where? They had taken a woman caught in the very act of adultery. And they said, Master, Moses' law said that we should stone this woman. What do you say? And they did this only to tempt him. But the Bible says Jesus never answered a word in the face of the Pharisees. And in the face of the law that he gave himself. He dealt down. And began to write. In the sand. That same finger that scooped out the Grand Canyon. That same finger that carved the course of the mighty Euphrates River. That same finger that started somewhere in Minnesota and ended up way down in the Delta and carved the Mississippi River across this United States of America. That same finger that dug out the Himalayas and the Rocky Mountains was now riding in the sand. He began to write. Never answered a word. And one by one. From the greatest to the least. They all began to walk away. I have no idea what he wrote in that sand. But whatever it was. It was mighty powerful. And there he was left alone with this woman. Who indeed was guilty. And said woman where are thine accusers. Go. And sin. No more. I would to God that God today would take that same finger. And I would to God that God could penetrate somebody's heart. And somebody's mind today. That God would begin to ride inside of your heart. That uh, he would say that I love you. I care about you. He would ride inside of you. Please. Uh, won't you come back? Uh, won't you come home? And give your heart back to me again. In the book of Luke, we find a very interesting story of a father who had two sons. And the younger son came to his father one day and said, Dad, give me all that I have coming to me. I'm going to try my wings out in the great big world. Father didn't scold him, didn't chastise him, didn't jump all over him. He just gave him what he had coming. And we find where the sun went into a far country. I don't care whether it's one step outside of the church or to the depths of sin. If you're away from God today, you're living in a far country. If you're away from the master today, if you're not where you should be, you're in a far country. Let me tell you today that sin, it is a far country because inside the walls of the church of the living God is love and joy and peace forevermore. But outside the walls of mercy is sin and degradation and waywardness from God. And he went out and spent all that he had in riotous living, withheld nothing that brought pleasure. Whatever money could procure, whatever craving and appetite he had, he gave himself to it all. Hey Amen. But I, I really believe that back in the Father's house, that there was a Father there who every day left a place at the table. There was a Father there. Who told his wife, now, now, honey, keep the sheets clean. Keep the bed ready because I believe one day my boy's coming back. I believe there's going to be a time when God will get to him and God will bring him back. Now, honey, you know the boy, he likes his hot biscuits and he likes butter. And you know how he likes his eggs fixed. Praise God. When you see my boy coming, you got to get it ready. I've got a fatty calf down in the stall and it's ready now. When my boy comes home, we're going to celebrate and have a party all the while in the far country there was a son that was there, the wayward son who spent all that he had and when the money was gone and the thrill was gone he was left alone in the hog pen there he was doing the thing most abominable to a Jew there feeding the hogs and eating the same things that the hogs were eating let me tell you today that sin will take you farther than you planned to go and make you stay longer than you wanted to stay and you'll do things there you never dreamed you'd do I said it the other night. I'll say it again. The Bible does say that there is pleasure in sin for a season. But when the season is over, what do you have left? A troubled mind. A condemned heart. A, amen. A fear inside that if God comes, I'm not ready. But every day, the father looked. Went to his porch. Got in his favorite chair. Bobby maybe got a glass of tea. And look down that long dusty trail. Hoping one day to see his boy coming home. Maybe this day. I'll see him come home. And I believe night after night. This loving father. My God I feel the Lord this loving father went to his prayer place and began to call upon the living god my god i pray you'd find my boy tonight i pray god you touch my boy i pray god somehow you'd reach him and somehow you'd find him god and let him know that i love him and let him know that you love him and god bring him back home where he belongs the father get up in the morning He'd make sure the table was set with one empty place for his son. The sheets were clean. The bed was ready. The fatted calf was in the stall. Praise God. He was ready. He was ready day after day and week after week and months and months and maybe years went by. Maybe at times hope began to flicker as a little flame. An ember barely glowing. But yet somehow he still believed within his heart. All the while his boy was in the far country. A man living in the hog pen. Eating hogs food. But there came a day. By the amazing grace of God, Brother Majors. There came a day. When the prodigal came to himself. And said, I do not wail well here. I do not well. There are servants in my father's house. Who have much more than I have. Because in my father's house, they're well cared for. There's love. There's contentment. And there's peace. Let me tell you, there's some things money just can't buy. There's some things that have no price tag attached to them. Many prodigals make their way out and never find their way home. They never find their way back. They always intend that someday I'll come back. Someday I'll make it right. And I know I should. I know I need to, but I've got so many questions. And there'll be a day, someday, someday. I'm so busy now. I've got so much going on. But there'll be a day, and someday I know I will. I intend to. I'll come home someday. May I say today, it's been said many times that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Good intentions alone are not good enough. It takes a choice, a choice uh, to choose you this day whom ye shall serve. But this prodigal came to himself and said, I will arise and I go to my father. I don't know how long it took for the prodigal to make his way back to the father's house, but I verily believe that every day the father walked out the door onto the porch. In that familiar place sat down that old rocking chair got him a glass of tea began to think about I remember when my boy was born how I held my boy in my hands how I loved that boy nurtured that boy cared for him taught him how to play ball taught him how to ride a bike took him hunting took him fishing but now my boy he began to reminisce of memories from bygone days, a man of childhood memories and adolescent memories. The father he continued to look, and maybe one day, as he was reminiscing and daydreaming, looking down that long dusty trail that led from the ranch to the front gate. And all of a sudden, in the distance, he saw a figure.
1: Wait a minute.
0: I know that walk. He walks just like me. He talks just like me. Mama! Mama, come. Come see. Come see. Now hurry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Look, Mama. Mama, you see that walk. Mama, that's my boy. That's our boy, mama. He's coming down the trail. But he noticed. He noticed the way that boy was walking was not the same way he walked out. He noticed that boy was broken down. The effects of sin and the ravages of sin. He noticed the boy was walking a little slumped over. Amen. He was walking with his head down. He understood that in his boy's heart there was pain. There was hurt. There was loss. There was remorse. There was regret.
1: and he began
0: he stood up and then their eyes met and I believe that daddy ran down that dusty trail he didn't chide his boy and say you dirty son why'd you leave me why'd you forsake me why'd you go out but they met they embraced for a good long while and hugged one another's neck and wept upon each other's shoulder you say brother C it was a tragic story But a beautiful ending. But many stories are not so beautiful. But I know today in this house. In this house. That same amazing grace. Of God. Is here. In this service. The prodigal he went out with a give me mentality. But he came back with a make me mentality. He went out saying, give me all that I got coming to me. But when he came back, Father, just make me one of your servants. I'm not worthy to be called your son. I don't know who all God is talking to today. But I feel such a warmth inside of my heart. That today they're open arms. Today there's a loving, caring God. Who's calling. Who's calling. Come home. Come home. The true love. Of a father. I don't believe any man. Can take the quill of his pen. And dip it down into the inkwell of oratory and truly describe the fullness of the nature of the love of God. But I know one thing, when I feel it, I know what it is. And I feel it in this house today. There may not be words in my vocabulary or in my vernacular to describe the love of God. But I'm going to tell you, I know when I feel it. And I feel that same love in this house today. And what God is saying is, what do you say about it? What are you going to do? What's your answer going to be? Let us all stand this morning. before before I give an altar call I know I did this the other night but I feel to do it again I want to sing
1: a song before we come oh, amazing grace how sweet the sound say the sound that saved. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Like me, I once was lost. Oh, Amazing grace How sweet the sound I want somebody to know today
0: These altars are now open if you feel you need to pray If somebody wants to pray today This altar is open If somebody wants to come and talk to the living God. I promise you the love of God is here today in a marked way, in an immeasurable way. Amen. Praise God. God is here. God wants to wrap His arms of love around you. He wants to touch you. He wants to minister to you. He wants to love you back again. He wants you to feel, amen, the reconnection with the glory of God. It's amazing grace, how sweet the sound. It saved me. It saved me. It saved me. Because I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was the one that was blind, but thanks be to God, now I see. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. It's the fear of every God-called preacher that like the Apostle Paul did when he stood there before Agrippa and Agrippa said, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Paul, you almost got me this time. You almost got me. You almost touched me. I pray can you come back at a more convenient time Brother McManus, I don't read anywhere where Agrippa had another chance. Because that convenient time never came. It never came. But today, while it's called today, harden and not your heart, while there's life and while there's breath and while there's opportunity, the living God stands today and He's ready to forgive. He's ready to wash. And He's ready to cleanse and bring somebody back.
1: Hallelujah.
0: I'm going to tell you, God must really love somebody in this house today. I don't know who you are, but God must really love you. He must really care. Because I still feel Him reaching. I feel Him reaching right now. He's reaching. I'm not released yet. Amen. God must really love somebody in this house. My God, my God, it's a shame. It's a shame, it's a shame that anybody would stand and say no to God's offer of grace and mercy. But God's given it today for somebody to make their minds up, to make a choice of what I'm going to do about this one called Jesus. Praise God!
1: Hallelujah!
0: Praise God! Praise God! Praise God!
1: Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah!
0: It's that amazing grace. What Paul was really saying in our text today. That if God can save me. If God can forgive me. It's going to be a pattern. For all those who come after me. A pattern of long suffering. And the abundant grace and mercy of God. He was a blasphemer. He was injurious. He caused them to be. Amen. Imprisoned and slaughtered. But if God can forgive him. He can forgive anybody. And it's here. It's here. Forgiveness is here today. Come on, hey man. This altar's still open. If you feel you need to pray, I don't care who you are. If you feel like praying, come down to the altar today. Hey man, maybe God wants to use you to break the ice for somebody else. This altar's open right now. If you feel you need to pray, hallelujah. I don't feel released. I'm telling you, I don't feel released today. Amen. The love of God is reaching. Come on, somebody. Make your mind up. Amen. What are you doing, evangelist? Are you trying to pressure me? No. But I'm trying to tell you, as a dying man, talking to dying folks, why don't you come down today and make it right with God? I'm telling you, I feel an urgency. I feel an urgency today. God wants to touch somebody. He wants to change you. He wants to give you a brand new mind and a brand new heart. A a heart to serve God. A heart to love Him. A heart to love Him. Let me tell somebody today, it's a well-worn pathway of the grace of God. Walk down that path today and let God touch you. Amen, I didn't come with enticing words of men's wisdom today. All I came to do is tell somebody that Jesus Christ loves you and he cares about you. And what God wants to do, he wants to touch you today. Praise God. He wants to lay his nail-scarred hand upon you. He wants you to see Calvary anew and afresh. He wants you to view the suffering and the sacrifice that was for you. Amen. it's the simplicity of the gospel it's a simple thing heaven's great, hell's hot God's good, sin is bad it's an offer, it's a choice God praise God praise God hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah that convenient time may never come it may never come there may never be a better time you may never feel again what you feel right now There may never be a better chance for you to make it right with God. But while today is called today, would somebody come and say yes to the Lord, yes to your way, and I surrender all that I am to you. Praise God. I've delivered my soul. Amen. the blood is off my hands I've delivered my soul I've sounded the alarm I've made the offer now it's your message now it's your message it's your message now I wish somebody they would go would go beyond their obligation Amen, there are some here today you come because you felt obligated to come but I wish somebody would go beyond that feeling of obligation and fall in love with Jesus and let God mark you, let him brand you let him touch you and make his imprint upon your life Praise God, praise God, praise God Praise God, amen The love of God is so strong here today Hallelujah